Hi, welcome to Tough Love, the Relationship and Love podcast with me, Stephanie Regan, clinical me, psychotherapist. And me, matchmaker, Murray Lockman, matchmaker. <laughs> oh, we'll just leave that in. Matchmaker, dating specialist and the founder of Love HQ Matchmaking. Is it going to be one of those podcasts, Stephanie? It might be. It might yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just taking it from the top, though. So let's... Um, Let's just just talk for a moment about why we chose to talk about this subject. I think that would be maybe yeah. our first little intro. Um, uh, my own thought, Maraid, was that I meet a lot of people struggling with getting forward. And mm-hmm. it's not it's not always just about um, knowing what to do in the sense of what's out there, but also knowing what's going on inside themselves. And I thought we really do have to address that. It's a really... It's a really big obstacle for people in going forward. Are they able to let go of the past? And what are the things that make it really difficult for people going forward? So I'm interested in it from that side yeah. and from your side. I definitely see a lot of clients that are stuck or have been stuck for a very long time. They might come to me for matchmaking. They have decided they want to meet somebody. That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that they're ready to meet somebody. It's just yes. that they know what they don't want. They don't want to be on their own. They don't want to continue stuck is what I would say. And so yes. we might help them get unstuck today. We might even start the conversation or even where to begin with it, I think. Exactly. And and I think even from both our sides, we didn't want to be overly scripted on it because it's a deep delicate sensitive aspect of this, you know, yeah. love journey if you like because because when you you know, I always liken, um, starting off here, I suppose, I always liken the end of any big relationship, you know, to a kind of a grief journey. Yeah. It's it's very similar. If you if you work like I do, you know, with grief and, and big traumatic events that happen to people, the journey is so similar and yeah. and and the exit and we you know, we think in we always think in two year kind of windows. So so when people have been in a big situation like a marriage or or it doesn't have to be marriage we know that but a real commitment um they have to really be kind gentle and in the overall really you know know that you need minding and sort of self-minding on this part of the journey and i think that's probably the first proviso i would like to say that we're aware of the depth and difficulty of it Mm -hmm. but we still want to be a little bit pragmatic around it yeah. and, uh, and and give people something they can hold on to perhaps going forward. Yeah, I totally get that. Okay, so um, in terms of the, I suppose it might be worth just saying, in terms of people being stuck, I suppose, um, what what kind of behaviours would you see? And then maybe we could go to it. Would you, yeah. would you see people I, choosing yeah. badly or... I would see a lot of people that maybe haven't been on a date in 15, 20 years, like that length of time, because for a number of different reasons. Now, you might think, oh, they might be in their 50s or 60s straight away. Like, I have clients come to me in their 30s. And the only reason they're coming is they're realizing their biological clock is kind of, you know, coming closer to the the big 4-0 or something like that. Um, What I'm seeing is people that just got one, either very comfortable. As I've often said, dating is people's comfort zone. Uh, or just out of people's comfort zone so being single can sometimes be that it might be their personality doesn't allow them to kind of push forward it might be that and this is a huge one that they may have had a very serious relationship in their late teens early Mm -hmm. 20s that they never recovered properly from and it's just held them back right up until now Yes, that can very often happen. I see a lot of people that are stuck in their career. Um, this people coming to me at 37, 38 that are, you know, mad to 
get going on the whole dating thing and possibly have a family. And they also tell me on the exact same breath that they're just starting into a master's now for the next two years. And so it's timing. It's timing of the decisions you make in your life. All yes. of those things. All of those what, things feed in. Yes. And also what you mentioned there, you know, about the timing. I mean, timing of endings matter. If yeah. you if you are young and uh, I've also I would echo that, that people carry first loves are big loves, you know, yes. first crushes. We all remember them. And the reason they're so significant, even though we will all on average love three people in our lifetime. And as we know, have seven or eight breakups, but that doesn't feel those figures don't help us very much when we've, we're the one in love. But when the, that early love has the, has a huge scarring formatting kind of impact on what you tell yourself about how lovable you are, how much you deserve love or how how it should shape, be shaped and look at look like for you. So that's often why there's a lot of damage done in those early early relationships as you say a person will tell you that mm -hmm. they never really got over that now i think there's a few things if i can put into that also, yeah it's also because often they are the early sexual exposure yes you know they're often the they may be that first person that you completely sexually abandoned to in, and in a loving context you know or in yeah. a um, in a, in a context of something bigger, and that um, for that that rejection, both male and female, if there's rejection around that, and if it's interpreted as rejection, or if the person went off with somebody else, or they yeah. chose your best friend, or you found them doing something, and and it's it's so deep, and you're so evolving, and so much a young lover, if you like, that the damage is very hard. And so those stories have to be rethought and reconsidered and re retold to yourself. I, I would 100% agree with that. I'd also say as well, some of those relationships, although we might say a big relationship in your early, like late teens, early 20s, or even throughout your 20s. Mm. But I would also say as well, that doesn't mean that it had to go on for four or five or six years. Now, I have a lot of clients yes. that may have had a four or five or six year relationship in, in, during those years, which like if you really think about it, you know, right throughout school, you were kind of cocooned in like this, is what you have to do, you have to do your leaving search. At least that would have been the way of my life and within my friend group. And then all of a sudden you go to college and I think college is a real coming of, of you know, Age. life and adulthood and yes, finding yes. yourself and everything. I think it's very important that you have the freedom and the space within those years to figure out who you are, because a huge part of your own identity is kind of established at the, in those few years. Yes. So if you yes. have perhaps a boyfriend or a girlfriend that's very controlling. If you have friends that are very controlling during that time, mm -hmm. there has to be a little bit of freedom there to do what you need to do. But be all, yeah, but also as well, I find right throughout, um, very often people say a big relationship as in 10, 20, 30 year relationship and got married and had all those things. Yes. Um, I have really seen as a professional matchmaker and obviously through my own life as well, sometimes those eight, nine, 10 month relationships excuse me, um, can be extremely intense as well. And st yeah. still all of those hormones are still flying around. You're still in the, the space where you're being propelled right. into, you know, this is going to be my big love story. This is, we're going to be doing all this. You're still in the fairy tale. Like sometimes when you get to the 20 stage, 20 year stage, you know, it's certainly a certain amount of it has expired, we'll say for a lot of people already. So there's kind of happy enough to walk away. But if you're in those kind of smaller ones, they can still be very big relationships. And yes. very often that happened in people's early twenties, but right yeah. throughout, you can have yeah. a, 
a, a short term one would say a six, seven, eight month one in your fifties. Yeah, and it can be very. No, but I think what you're saying is the 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 people have to choose for themselves if this relates to them. It's not yes. really about the amount of time. No, it's about the value you had on that relationship, the intensity of it, and the love and all of what was suffused in it. Was yes. it? You know, did you see your whole future there? Yes. Because your people grieve not only what they had, but what they could have had. I know. And, and what they thought would be. And I see this immensely. It's it's painful sometimes. You know, it's a painful journey yes. with people because because their their certainty, mm -hmm. the certainties that they thought were ahead are over. So so being sensitive to to all of that, I, I think people just have to be really, you know, mindful that at all ages relationships have a different significance you mentioned about the you know children and and i see this an awful lot with with relationships that have ended in the 30s i i, th I see them like double points you know you, mm -hmm. you they're doubly significant because because time is shrinking a little yeah. and in that window of of childbearing and we all know lots of lots of women are very very conscious of that and i think the pandemic gave an you know an added and yes. that is complication. 100%, yeah. A lot of women, and they find it very, very difficult when those relationships then end. And perhaps there are relationships that must end and should end correctly, but they find themselves almost like running out of road. And, yeah. and it's cruel. So, so there's a few things that can help people to get... Maybe just one more thing before I say that. I also meet women um, quite a lot who find themselves constantly thinking about someone from the past. Someone, it may not even be the big relationship. It's yes. the guy, it's the guy who had something for them that they 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 can't quite articulate. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're always comparing others to them. It's Would you it's Sorry. the love that never happened, but it's yeah. the love they're still yearning for. It's another Would kind of Do you believe I get more men? that ha still have that lady than, than women, I would think. Mm, I think women is. kind of work in themselves a little bit more and are a little bit, I don't know, I think I think I get a lot more men, I would say, anyway, that um, yeah. the one that got away kind of yes. thing. Yes. But if actually, if you delve into that, okay, timing has a huge part to play in it. And so yeah. if there is a person that got away or there is somebody that you didn't treat right and they left or whatever reason it is, to be honest... I think you're kind of grasping a little bit or, you know, you're you're reaching an awful lot. Like I sometimes delve into this a little bit with clients. What is it about them? You know, and everything. OK, so you you didn't treat her right. And so she left. And so, like, you know, if you got around to, would you have treated her any differently based on where you were in your life at that time? So in a way, you see what you're when we when we where we've got to with this exactly is that there are for some people, some people, it's very understandably that you take time to let go of a big relationship, yes. an intense relationship, a love that seemed to have a lot, but then didn't. But then also you have those who are in some way fixated on a person in their past who just had a something that they're finding hard to let go. And so for me, it's about letting go. And what are the things that you can do to help you to let go of the past? Because it is, you know, it's it's inevitable in life. Yes. We're going to we 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 always have to move in a in a forward motion. I think people have to remind themselves, and maybe it's just worth saying that, that as as individuals we are inclined to it's just the psycho psychological makeup of us that we are inclined to value what we have. And indeed, the more time we put into anything, the more we value it. So we are kind of 
creatures of habit in that way. We we like what we have. That endowment effect, I'm sure people have heard, um, means that the more that you invest time into something, the more um, value you place upon it, even if it has no value. So um, you have to be careful of that, that, you, that something, you know, that, that isn't playing on your mind. So you have you have this this desire for things to st stay the same and the creature of habit part means that when something changes in our life like the person who's in front of us every day or the the things we normally do there's a kind of almost like a almost like an animalistic kind of craving yearning it's almost we we equate it a bit physically it's a bit like detoxing yes where if you keep reminding yourself of something, you crave that something. You know, you're trying to give up sweets. If you keep putting them on the counter, yes, you're going to crave them. I know that one. <laughs> yeah. So we all and 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 in a way, the things that have been that we have learned help people to let go and move forward are not dissimilar. Okay. Um, yeah, to to the kind of dealing with the craving thing. And so there was there was a you you like this because I know you like the the science, but. And as they say, I'm not I'm not so much a scientist as a reader of science around this area, but I do like it. And um, there was an interesting little piece done where um, it was to try and help help people who had uh, there were all 20, 24 heartbroken people. OK, yes. and there was a, a series of tests done to see. Ha, you know, just to what level they're craving for this person who they had lost in this relationship okay. and to what extent their craving could be impacted by different kind of interventions. OK, so there was four types of intervention. The first one was to mull over the negative aspects of your lover, ex-lover. Okay. I 100 percent agree with that. The very first thing I say well, if you're thinking of breaking up with someone or you're going towards it, write a list because okay. believe me, you're going to need that list. Okay. Right. Just so need to say three, it. I definitely do. Yeah, 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 I know. There's three prompts, right? So the, the group got three prompts. One was to mull over the negative aspects of their lover. The second was to read statements to themselves, kind of like, you know, I still love them and I can accept those loving feelings even though they're gone. Mm -hmm. OK, so a kind of an acceptance of. And the other, the third was think about the positive things that are unrelated to that person. Just think about positive things in your life. And the fourth was do nothing. OK, so they weren't prompted in any. Yes. Way. OK. OK, so what is really and then they were shown photos of the person after a period of time. They were shown photos of that person, which is very akin, of course, to the social media prompts that we would get. Everything then was evaluated. And what was quite interesting was that all three strategies worked. The one with no prompt had no impact. Okay. okay. But all three strategies worked. In other words, mulling over the negative aspects, you know, reading statements of acceptance to yourself about your own loving feelings and completely distracting. OK, yourself, all of those worked insofar as the overall love feeling towards the person and the craving mm -hmm. was going down. And when the when they saw the, the, the picture, they could physiologically be tested. Everybody, you know, the, the craving had had decreased. But what was interesting was that the group who had mulled over the negative aspects of their lover mm -hmm. while, while their 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 craving had gone down. They were in worse form oh, than anyone else. Yes. And I thought it was quite important to mention it because what it what it really means is that you can you can 
you can help yourself to go off them and to, if you like, forget yes. about them. But in a way, what you're also doing is you're pulling your own mood down. And I think that's an important lesson. Yeah, I do. Now, as part of my masterclass and I wouldn't have done that. And I think actually all those points are very valid. Mm. What I would say is, yes, keep a list of the stuff because sometimes you are going to feel lonely and think you should go back to them. So if it stops you going back because we don't go back to exes. Yes, I think it's worth mulling over for the five minutes. Okay, now not dwelling on it. Yes, but maybe just reading the list and reminding yourself. Okay, oh, it can be part that, of a strategy. Part that's of it. I also, as part of when you're dating, I think it's no harm remembering who you are, what you bring to the table, because I think we give so much of our energy and we give so much of our power away that I think it's no harm to remember it. So I can totally understand that. Yes. Now, if you are going to sit there and think of all those things, mulling over the negative aspects, it's probably going to bring you back to negative experiences. And let's face it, that's good for healing. But like, if you want to start dwelling on it, but very bad for me. Any negative, totally, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, so what? What the reason I'm mentioning that is because. After you know, everybody knows, as it, when endings come in, depending on what you have lost, whether you've made the choice, easier yeah. if you've made the choice, because yes. that tells me you've already done some thinking. But if it is done to you and you're less powerful within it, these, you know, the problems that people usually face are reminders, thinking about them all the time, confidence, feeling low, uh, finding it hard to get up and get out and, and mm-hmm. feel that joy in other things. These are the... These are the difficulties. Also, yes, go. romanticizing, romanticizing the situation that it was, you know, and focusing on that one time you went on holidays and you had a great time. What about the Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday evening where both of you were stressed after work and, you know, the, the way they spoke to you and how you used to have to, well, I can list a hundred things here so I could really, mm. so we won't mull it over because oh, yeah. I won't get into no, a bad no, mood. But what I'm saying is yeah. you have to be real about it. So many people put their ex up on a pedestal. So many people say to me, he was a great man or she was a great woman and she was the one that got away or he was the one that got away. And actually they weren't because if they were the right person, and I really want to say this, if they were the right person for you, and you were the right person for them, you would still be together. So they were not the right person for you if you're not together anymore. Yeah, I think that's one way. I do think that's one way to look at it. And I think that um, I think it's also about reappraising what you had, reappraising yes. where you were, um, what you contributed. And just because we're slightly different on this, you're, you're, yeah. you're um, I, I'm I'm a bit of a, a believer in reappraise, look at it, extract the good. Um, yes. Things don't have to, somebody doesn't have to be bad for it to be over. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes people do their best and yes. we're, we're all kind of flawed, limited. and That's very uh, true. Um, and so, so you're getting at the end, you get, people get to the point, this is my experience, they get to the point where the trying to fix is over. And yeah. um, like you, you, people don't experience that level, I think, of effort in the first five years. But they do, if they're 10 years in and they've children um, or they've made that 10 year commitment already there, then they make a lot of efforts to fix the things that seem to be hitting them hard. And I think that this is sometimes where a lot of the pain is that a lot of effort has been put into saving something. And then finally, there is the letting go. And and then there's the, all the what ifs and the what ifs. I always encourage people, and I know we're, we're sort of leaning towards almost like marriage, divorce in this one, but but I always encourage people, make every effort 
you know, yeah. yes, make give it, it its best shot. Yeah. Yes. Give it a super, a super good shot. Marriage is an important, uh, you know, construct in our whole yeah. society and stability of society. I do think it's changing greatly. And I think, I think coupledom um, is going to become absolutely as important as marriage. And frankly, I think yes, because there's a, maybe a shelf life there that we're not quite haven't reached before. But I think that, uh, I think that people, people put so much effort into the saving of it that they're a little bit damaged by the time they come out mm-hmm. and and they're a little bit broken by by what has been said to them done to them and and i meet uh, a lot of that in and and people then are out in in our your world my world and they're trying to start over yes. and what i hear is They've had so little good things said to them for so long. They've had so little loving, so little sexual desire. So yes. nobody saying, nobody saying, you know, you're cute or you're hot or that was great. Um, they're just, yes. you know, they haven't had Existing. it for so long, yeah. and and their and their sense of themselves is so down. And I think, I I think that that's where I find we begin a lot with people um, in this, I suppose, in this particular one. So I would, I really would encourage people. You were saying, you know, but get up, find your confidence in that. And the way to do that is definitely, in my view, start socializing, but socialize safely. Don't, yes. don't high wire it. Don't try and, don't try and skydive in relationships and, and straight into sleeping about or, you know, whatever yes. it's, it, you think it will give you confidence, but actually it probably won't. I actually think everything you've just said there is really beautiful because I think we are coming from different places, we would say. Yes. Um, you you are, <laughs> yeah, I know. And I think we are. And I think that's why actually the podcast does cover so much because like sometimes I'm probably coming today from the tough love side of things where it's like, yes. come on, you know, like I, you, I, I suppose the people that come to me after being single for 15 years or something like that, where I'm like, come on, you can do it. Just let's get up and go together, you know, yes. whereas you maybe you're coming from the point of view is like they've tried their best and it still didn't work. And yes. so it needs to be a little bit gentler. And so I think it's good for us to come from two different perspectives. Yeah. No, I, I, I get both sides and, you know, yes. um, I suppose for whoever is listening to this today you know draw on it from it what you need yes because and like that's not to say that if you came to me for matchmaking that I'd be tough about it I'm absolutely not you know and it's that yeah. uh, it's not to say that if they went to you for um you know psychotherapy that you wouldn't be like come on you know yes. like, get real about this either and like that's the yes. thing about what we both do we we tailor right. whatever it needs to be so these yeah. conversations do need to be had they're to help people get to where they want to be if they're right. listening to this the chances are they're not in their happy place at the moment. So let's help them get there. Yes. Here was a here was an interesting thing um, that I came across this week. Um, you know, Vanessa Feltz. Yes. Lots of people love her, like her or hate her. I don't know, but I, I, I quite like her. And um, I found uh, I found it very touching because she found, as you know, um, her partner of 16 years, um, she found out he was cheating on her. Mm-hmm. And she's I think she's 66. And um, but she put something out just yesterday or the day before. And I thought that's interesting. Um, she said she has been out to something every single night since she heard that news. Oh 140 nights. Wow. She has been, she obviously has a good old social life too, um, but at something. And she knows 
as she said, I, she, I thought she described it very well. She said, I know I wasn't really fully there. I wasn't fully present. I wasn't really able to enjoy it. I was more going through the motions, which I thought was very honest. She mm -hmm. said, but now I've moved to a point where I actually am present and I am enjoying it, everything I go to. And I thought, here is a woman who has found a way to distract herself from the pain of the disappointment and she was mm -hmm. definitely in pain and um she had a great gathering from instagram you know there was a huge sort of surge of love put put her way yes which was very nice and what she has done then is surrounded herself by good things and distracted herself from the pain and it has worked now, yes. I think that's what's interesting. And that's what I'm trying to put forward there. You can go back and think about it and you must give yourself time to grieve. You must give yourself time to consider what this relationship has meant to you. Mm -hmm. um, and and you also have to question what it has meant to you, which is what you were saying, Mairead. You have to question, am I over egging this? Was was this as good as I'm telling myself it was? Or am I afraid to say I made a mistake here too, yes. because we're very good at pointing the finger outwards and saying, you know, he let me down. He wasn't this or she wasn't this. You know, we all can look across the table and say, you know, what the other person isn't. But what did you bring to that table? And did you, could you have done better? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. At the, that's not a blaming, but at this point in your life, maybe you did all you could do, or, you know, and maybe there's another bit of growth on your journey, but it's whatever you're telling yourself about that, you have to question. Because if you don't, you're just going to keep telling yourself a story that, that makes you out to be the victim, Yes. Makes you out to be the wounded party. Yes. You're you're the one who's been done down, done in, done over. I hear it all of the time. And I I, I and you know, the essence of health is feeling in control. Yeah. So yeah. you must turn that narrative around and say, I, you know, you have to accept what you can't you know, fix and change, but you also have to accept yourself and your limitation and forgive yourself. I, I've always feel it's a big strength in life to be able to say to yourself, you know, I did my best. It didn't work. If I was 40, 50 and I was in that relationship, would I have done it better? Maybe I'd have exited quicker. You know, there's yeah. lots of things. So it's about it's just about really looking at how you're valuing this relationship. Sorry, now I know I'm taking over a little bit here and or overvaluing it because that's often where it gets stuck. I think people often get stuck overvaluing it because it is a version of themselves that they see in this relationship that they cannot unsee and they cannot recalibrate themselves to a new version of themselves. In other words, I'm now different. I'm If I'm now single, what am I? Yes. And I think people need to actually, if they are starting back out in their journey, think to themselves, like, what was the relationship I had? And um, as you said, what part did I play in that? You know, for a relationship to work, it needs two people to want it to work. So if the relationship failed, yes, they may have cheated. Yes, they may have broken up with you. Yes, they may have just said, I don't want to do this anymore. Yes. Um, and some people then do decide to Obviously, it can be very traumatic on them, but they can then play the victim. And then it's like the whole relationship broke up because 
he cheated on me because she cheated on me or because they decided they didn't want to be in it anymore. Yes. But what did the relationship look before, like before that? Before you know, that. What Get were they walking that. away? That's it. Yeah. Like being yes. realistic, like, you know, if you haven't had, a, you know, if you don't talk to each other, if you don't do things together, if you mm. like are shouting and screaming at each other, if, you know, there's somebody with an addiction in the household, if there's yes. any of those things, what was that before you, you, they took a step away or before you took yes. a step away? And I think it's very important to look at that before you go into your next relationship. But I also think it's very important to settle into yourself for a lot of people they haven't been single for a long 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 time so they've yes. forgotten who they are they've forgotten their own dreams they've forgotten yeah. what they actually want in a relationship and i think it's very important to, st- to start with that as well and, and i think identity who they are yes Just i also are with or without, without any relationship Exactly. And I also would say get into your sexual side as well. A great person to follow on Instagram, I actually saw her as I was coming out in News Talk last week, is Jenny Keane. Um, you know, Brilliant. she's great. And she, I think follow her if you're kind of going back on your own sexual journey or if you want to, yes. if you're in a relationship and you want to kind of spice it up a little bit, maybe do one of her courses online with your partner, you know, get a takeaway, have a bottle of wine, have a date night as part of it. You know, yep. reconnecting with the sexual side of yourself your relationship, them, what you're looking for going forward, all of those things. And interestingly, I would often encourage that as well. I really would. I mean, you know, I know I said earlier, like I wouldn't go, you know, sleeping around because I feel that can become a little bit um, empty for somebody who's already struggling a little bit. But it is really important to break the sexual connection. Yes. with someone that has hurt you or feels or that you feel it is now over and you're still longing in some way. It's quite um, quite helpful to have, you know, to, to be sexual with another in order to break that connection. So I would be, you know, quite prescribing that. I, I would. Now, I would say if you're it's going to go and do that. Yeah, but if I'd say if you are going to do that and you're going to explore kind of the sexual avenue of, yeah. of the recovery part positive. of it, it is. Make a positive. Try and be with someone that you have a connection with. Don't just have a one night stand for the sake of the physical side of it try and build up a bit of a connection not to actually have possibly a relationship with them but to have the the connection with them i obviously have safe sex as well and and just have fun okay and another another thing if i can that we need to mention on this is it's the who you talk to Um, in order to make an ending we've talked about the narrative you tell yourself and you know how much of you is caught up in the past can also be because people see you in a particular way and, you know, your friends will see you. I know we, we've covered some of these aspects, if I may say, in mm. I think it was episode uh, eight. Yes, and, it was episode eight. And, yeah, where we talked about resetting your love life. And I'd, so if, if there's anything in this that you find kind of interesting, I, I kind of would also refer you back to that. Yes. We've tried not to to recover things, but th- some of these things do cross over. And, and I think you have to be really careful you know, friends feel obliged to sort of not agree with your side of the story, but maybe not to challenge it too much. So um, you can find yourself in a group of friends who are nodding their heads and not challenging you, but they don't necessarily agree. And they may not. It, first of all, nobody wants to hear your story forever. That's the simple truth of it. Yeah. Um, people want to go out with you and they want to have fun with you. So so totally limit awesome. the amount of time you give to it. You, you give some time to it and then you try and move away. You try and distract yourself. And going out and having fun is how you do that. But it is important that you have a cohort of people who you can discuss the relationship with in a productive way. In other words, not that you've everybody nodding in agreement, but where you have somebody who will say, well, you know, but 
did the relationship end long before that? You know, who will who will prompt you to think differently? Yes. It, it, if I if I may just throw it, throw in a, a very interesting uh, story and it just pops into my mind about a lovely girl that I I, I dealt with many many years ago and um, her relationship had broken up three weeks before the wedding. All the invites were out. Everything was sorted. Da da da. The dress. There you can imagine the whole hoo ha. Yes. And she was entirely gorgeous and entirely broken up about it. And the fellow had 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 withdrawn from the arrangement just three weeks before, and so she was devastated, of course, and confidence was low, and all of those things. And but you know when we when we went into it and behind it, what without going into too much detail, yeah. Of it, she it was very clear that this relationship was actually careering for the wall. It was they they, they it had gone into a very muted kind of stance if you yeah. like you know and then of course they were into arrangements you know weddings yes. are busy busy business like set business or something and and i think what what i helped her to see was that the relationship was stagnating one person was prepared to notice it the other was prepared to live with it yeah and uh and i think he did a very courageous thing um and stopped it because let's be honest six weeks later it was going to be an even bigger thing. Yes. And it would have taken five years to come out of that. So it's, I suppose, it's about who will who will challenge your thinking around your relationship. Yeah. And maybe if you're stuck, that's just something you might need to think about. I think Having so as well. I yeah. think so. I think people need to be, in general, more conscious of who they are, their energy who drains their energy, who gives them energy, who makes them happy, who makes them yes. unhappy, how they feel when they're in someone's presence, how they feel when they leave someone's presence. Like yeah. be aware of where you are in your life. Don't Sliding, not deciding. Yeah. And you know what? I think sometimes you just need to sit down feeling it, first of all, mm -hmm. but actually finding the words. And that's why going to someone like yourself and talking it out and saying, like, how do I even start this conversation? Yeah. Where does it start with? And I think, you know, we talked uh, on our last podcast about arguments. And so I think arguments and communication can go hand in hand because it is maybe having that uncomfortable communication. So mm -hmm. even saying to them, you know, I don't want this to be a big deal and I don't definitely don't want to turn into an argument, but I want to fix this. I just I'm not feeling so even talking, I'm not feeling good at the moment. Um, I don't care whose fault it is. I don't care if it's your fault or if it's my fault, but this is the way I'm feeling at the moment. Maybe you're feeling it as well. And can we just fix it? And mm. like and the amount of people that would not be married and the amount of people that wouldn't have kids or the amount of people that would be in a happy relationship instead of letting it slide further down the down yeah. the path of destruction if they just started a conversation with that. Well, you see, the conversation that, that, that you have mentioned there is a conversation with the couple in view, with the fix it in view and yes. with the language of desire which yes. is that a language of desire and need. Um, mm -hmm. For some people, they've, they've, they're, they're short of that language. Of course, and, yes. And I would encourage people, you know, to. I used to teach assertiveness in my 20s. And um, yeah. You, you I, win at I, that now. Yeah. <laughs> and years of practice. Completely loved it. It was a real sort of, you know, door opener for me in the sense of mind opener, I should say. But um but I, the thing we used to always encourage people to do was to practice it in easy places. Yes. And um, some people just aren't good at, at, at saying what they need. Um, and, and if you feel it, that's important. You know, your feelings are valid. It's quite OK to just say, I feel 
you know, I feel very left on my own. Um, yeah. I, you may not mean this, but I feel left on my own. Um, uh, you, you know, you, you, I know inoculating is a little bit by, by, you know, saying sort of, um, I, I'm not trying to lay blame here, but I, I feel I do more of the work. Uh, I feel I'm the one who manages our life. I'm the one, you know, so you can, you have to bring those sort of that level of communication into a relationship if you want it to build and grow. Yes. So anyway, we've steered a little... No, I know, but I actually want to say there, I think this is really important when you're starting off on your next journey as well. Because if you're clear with yourself and your communication, okay, when you're starting into your next relationship, it's bringing that energy. And I always say that regardless of what it is, everybody wants to have fun on a date and everybody wants to build a connection with the date. So bring that energy yourself. If it's a case that in previous relationships you had those patterns, you know, being conscious of them and then bringing this to the new relationship. Yeah, and even straight off, if they say to you, do you want to go for Thai food or Chinese food? And you think, well, they told me before they really like Thai food. So I'm going to make the decision that I'll go for Thai food because I want to impress them. No, that's where you, that's the, the beginning point of this spiral. So being very clear straight off, this is what I want. This is, you know, and being clear on your communications and being able to, um, yeah. you know, tell people what you want. So I think that's very important, both coming out of it, fixing a relationship yeah. and especially going in, starting as you mean to go on. Can now, I can I mention yeah. the thing about just, we, we spoke about this a little bit the other day, myself and yourself, and it's the, just the whole thing that endings, you can't have good beginnings without good endings. Yes, true. And that's where you're touching there. You're you're saying you got to learn out of you got to learn out of this relationship. And that is the key thing that will bring you forward. So we've talked a little bit about talking, you know, talking to people who will challenge you a little. Talk to the right people. Sure. Give yourself time. It is grief. OK, yes. give yourself time, but don't give yourself forever. All right. Yeah. Um you have to get off social media because every time you look at that photo or look at that person in events, you are like somebody, as I say, think of it, the jellies on the counter. I'm the one who eats the jellies, by the way. Yeah, but, me too. You know, jellies on the counter, you put them, put them out of sight. Much easier. Don't bring them into the house. Even better. So it's the same with this. It's like craving your ex-partner. Yeah. So you're only you're only tantalizing yourself. And so disconnect I'm, with their people as well. Like if you're yes. if you're friends with their cousin on Facebook, like just unfriend them. There's no big deal here. You know, just, just cut just it off. Clear it up. Like, clean it up. Crazy. Yeah. It, and you know what? It's none of your business. So just move on exactly. from it. Yeah. Exactly. And so this the thing I would say about learning from the relationship, because sometimes it's very hard to learn from it, especially when things are hot and you're in the, the initial phase. But every time you think about something that you have learned, write it down. And then laterally, you know, kind of try and assemble a, 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 a sort of a, a fuller view of how that relationship went from the beginning to the end. Now, that takes sometimes a little bit of time to do, but that's that's. That's when you're coming to a point where really it's over, where yeah. you can look at it a little. People often say, when when do you know you're ready to move on? Well, you're ready to move on when, first of all, every time you speak about this person, you're not crying about them, you yeah. know, and where you're not trying to speak, where they're not ever present in your mind, mm-hmm. where when you are prepared to discuss the relationship with a little distance, 
Yes. A little, you know, that's a sign, I think, that you're able to go forward. Um, we understand people craving backwards. You know, somebody reminds you of something, tells you about, oh, he's with such a one now. Did you know they're getting married? Whoa. You can almost feel it, can't you? You can yeah. feel the, the chemical reaction going on. I think you need to stop yourself on that one, Stephanie, yes. obsessing over their new partner. Their new partner has nothing to do with you. Correct. Okay. It doesn't matter who they are, what they do for a living. Okay. If you have kids together, you need to make sure the kids are going to be in a safe environment and all those sorts of things. But okay, people but tell you stories. That's what happens, I think, for people. People start telling you stories. Tell people you don't need to know the stories. You don't. That's you don't exactly it. None you of your business. Need to st- you're trying to clean up your act. And yeah. by cleaning up your act, it means clearing out. And I suppose I'm re- putting it that way, like reminders. These are all just toxic reminders for you that yeah. are tear- going to tear you up. So you need to keep them, as many of those, at bay. And as well, like sometimes it's just hard, no harm to remember. Like his new girlfriend is probably delighted with, the, you know, she thinks she's won the lotto now with this new lovely man. She may have, they may have a different relationship to you. But yes. like she also has the guy now that doesn't pick up his towel off the floor and doesn't empty the dishwasher and never gave her a compliment, you know. So sometimes you have to be realistic as well. Like it's none of your business. Stop ca- catching yourself and pulling it in. Um, get get busy. Get busy with your own new life. I know that's where we differ again. Yes, because you say he's you know the she's got the fellow now who didn't do this who didn't do that. Yeah. I I see it differently. I see um, I see great guys, great guys, great women doing their best, and in the end, that just doesn't work. Yeah. Now, can I just say I do think the type of man that's going to go to relationship therapy. It's probably, you know, invested a certain extent in doing the right thing. Like there mm-hmm. are the other ones out there wandering, you know, men and women. They walk among yeah, us. You know, sure. that, they walk don't. Them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but a so lot of don't. people, a lot of people go for couple work um, now. Yes. And I tell you, good. I tell you, I have met the most, um, the loveliest of people. And, and, you know, they're not necessarily people who'd have been psychologically minded. Do yes. you know what I mean? They're not which like... Which is brilliant. Look how yeah, great we're coming. Yeah. They, they, and they like really very straightforward, you know, people mm. who deal with life in a very straightforward, pragmatic manner. And then they find this way of listening to each other, which is so new. Yes. And uh, and it's a whole way forward. So not trying to sell a, a couple therapy. That's not what I'm trying to do. That. Yeah, exactly. But it was really just, I wanted to tidy off on the ending there, the things you can do at the end to prepare yourself for turning towards a new relationship. Relationship. That's where we are and where a new beginning. And um, so that's when I think you, you'll you know that you're ready to move on. And um, and if you find and I, I, I know we've mentioned this before, if you find that after, well, certainly six months after a relationship or one year or a year and a half after a marriage that you're not able to kind of turn a little towards life, you need therapy. Yeah. Straight and simple. Right. Yes. And that Your doesn't mean won't. doesn't mean that you have to be in a relationship. It just means that if no. you're being held back by it. Yes. You know, I, I think that's important. Yeah, it takes time. I mean, I completely and it, remember, it depends on the duration of the 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 marriage, like, uh, for example, or the relationship. I mean, if you're if you're two years with somebody or you're 20 years with somebody, obviously, mm-hmm. it makes a difference to the extent to which your life has become a couple life. And that so yeah. returning to a single life is a bigger and bigger adjustment, all depending. Be careful about trying to just replace and yes. re. Uh, replace and re- relive something because sometimes that's what the when people haven't ended correctly that's what they're craving and they continue to crave it they, they sort of 
feel time has passed, so I should be over it. But they're not over it, actually. And when they yeah. come to people like yourself, they're going out on dates and they're looking for the person that okay. they haven't got over. So that's why I'm mentioning these things today. I think you two, you know, we're trying to we're trying to say there's you really you we all have baggage in life. We all have hurts mm-hmm. and pains that we carry around with us. And we try and carry them more lightly. That's our task to carry things more lightly. And but if you are, you know, if you don't end things properly, you're going to drag that open suitcase around with you into. I know people don't like the word baggage, but it is our baggage. For me, it's my psychological it baggage. It's my it's my family baggage, things that have been difficult for me in life. We all have them. And I just I'm a, I think I have mine in a backpack now. I'm yes. a, I've carry it around. I carry it around lightly. And uh, but it doesn't mean I don't have it. And yes. uh, so I think that. That what I'm really trying to encourage people to do is is that the journey of shedding those things, those relationships that haven't worked is the way forward for you to lighten your load, to be able to be lighthearted in both dates mm-hmm. and in relationships, to be able to put your arms around the joy that can be there, the fun, and not to be searching for the past, but rather searching for the future. Can I also say if you're going on dates more than anything have fun right just have fun no Um, drama when they ask you about your exes and there is a reason why you don't have these situations where you have these conversations about your big your exes and everything like that like realistically they don't need to know okay exactly not early no just go and have fun enjoy the experience there there should not be any big serious conversations it should be flirty fun if you're a woman feminine if you're a man masculine just Just enjoy the, embrace the journey. See who you meet along the way. And so what? If somebody asks you out on a date and you're not really feeling it, go out sure I'll meet you for a coffee. You wouldn't be the normal type, you know, you're not the type of person I normally yeah. go on a date with. Should I meet for a coffee? Yeah. Go with that energy. Yes. And leave, leave the life story analysis for much later on. Yes. And when you, you were saying there about comparing to an ex, very often people come to me for consultations. And when I start saying like, you know, height wise, they're like, well, my ex was six foot four. And I'm like, okay, hair color. And they're like, well, my ex was. And I'm just like, okay, let's just stop here now for a second. Yeah. And I can understand it. And especially if someone's partner has passed, if they're grieving, if they're widowed, if they're, you know, I understand it. It is very, very difficult. Oh, massive. Um, yes. But I think you need to open yourself up to the journey because... There, there's some fant- like fantastic people out there. That That's not well, grief and grief you've touched on there, and I suppose in, in some respects we'll probably need to touch on that in a bigger conversation. But um, uh, grief is a journey that you know is amplified in all sorts of ways by different things. But uh, nobody expects anyone to be in a condition, if you like, to go forward into a new relationship unless they are very ready. Sometimes when people have been very sick, that can happen that yes. the person is more ready and. Uh, um, but they definitely need time. So we've gone through a few. We really hope that helps. As I say, less searching for the past and more searching for the future. So over and out, Maraid. Yes. Uh, if anybody would like to have a, a private session with myself and Stephanie for the month of June and July, we're doing half price consultations together. Um, so just visit toughlove.ie. And again, thank you for everybody for listening. This week, myself and Stephanie are number one in the Irish podcast charts for relationships. So I really appreciate and we both really appreciate you listening into our podcast. Thank you.